Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyrie Thompson with yet another episode of First in Foxborough. Make sure before we get started, you're downloading, subscribing, listening, checking out this podcast on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots coming off a big win, 29 to nothing against the Detroit Lions, sorely needed for a very winnable part of the schedule to get it kicked off just right. They're going into Cleveland this weekend, and I'll have some breakdowns on that. Hopefully get to talk with somebody on the Brown side of the line and see if the Patriots can get themselves back to 500 on the road. And who knows? Maybe a certain Mac Jones will be back in the lineup by then. But let's talk first about Mac Jones's understudy, who's been playing pretty well in his last two games, his first two NFL games, and this past one against the Lions, his first NFL start, and that would be Bailey Zappi, Zappi Hour, Don't Worry, Be Zappi, all the puns, I mean, good gracious, I heard him on Merloni, Fourier, and Mego on WEEI on Monday, they, they talked to the quarterback every single week, uh, the quarterback of the New England Patriots, whoever that happens to be this week, it was Bailey Zappi, and just listening to the, the various puns, the ones he's familiar with, the ones he's not familiar with. Uh, also learned that apparently I'm old and he does not know about, was it Happy Days and Hoosiers, which are just like, oh, gracious. Um, wasn't prepared for that. And again, I mean, what is he like 22? Might be 22, maybe. Um, so I guess that shouldn't be entirely surprising. Uh, I'm just old. It is what it is. But let's talk about Mr. Zappi's play, which, again, I talked about this during the post game that it was much improved over week one. And yeah, it wasn't like he was terrible in his first game against the Green Bay Packers. Not at all. It was just not as comfortable. And he was clearly just trying to survive back there. The Patriots had the training wheels on. And I mean, they did in this game as well. Um, I went back and checked it. He had five pass attempts go beyond. 10 yards last week. I think only three completions. This past week was a little bit better. Again, five pass attempts, but I believe he only threw one incompletion on those passes. It might have been two, but I think he, he connected on them, and one of them was his his 24-yard touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers. So, hey, look at that. You know, improvement down the field. And generally, I thought the ball was coming out of his hands better than it did in that first game against the Packers. Again, understandable, just trying to survive, don't want to turn the football over. Um, you still got to look at it, those 17 of 21 passing for 188 yards, that one touchdown and interception, which was not at all his fault, not going to ding him for that at all. Put it right on Nelson Aguilar, and Aguilar just coughed it up. I mean, you can't. You just can't have that. If only you could just erase interceptions like that from a quarterback's ledger, but unfortunately you can't. But look, there, there was better pocket presence for sure. I saw some really nice escapes up through the pocket and just keeping his eyes down the field, making sure he is, his eyes were up and scanning. I mean, good stuff. Not a whole lot of bailing out of clean pockets when he didn't need to. Just all, all in all more comfort, which you would hopefully expect from, from a quarterback, even if he is a rookie. 
in his in his first start with a whole week of game preparation and at home as opposed to being at Lambeau Field for your first action, which is, I mean, that that's tough. I, you can't understate how difficult that must have been for Bailey Zappi. So, yes, very, very good stuff. Again, the Patriots kept it pretty simple. I would say they opened up a couple of things, you know, more downfield passing. But again, don't want to put the ball in harm's way, especially when you knew that your defense um, you know, was going to be potentially going up against a high-scoring offense, though that didn't pan out. Pitched a shutout against those Detroit Lions, and Jared Goff told you, told you. I didn't necessarily tell you about a shutout, but I told you they weren't going to do it like that against the Patriots. Don't trust Jared Goff ever. Okay, don't want to digress too far off of that, okay? So, again, don't want to put the ball in harm's way. Don't give another NFL team chances with short fields to beat you. And they didn't. I mean, aside from that one play, but again, not Bailey Zappi's fault at all. That's on Nelson Aguilar. So, I I say all this and and bring up this context, and I keep hammering it in for this reason. Even as I'm sitting in the press box, I I got people all around me that are like, oh my goodness, that Zappi fever. Like, I think I'm catching it. And I'm looking at it and saying, there's some really good stuff here, some some clear advancement from week one to two of Bailey Zappi being in action. But again, this idea of Bailey Zappi, oh, he might be about to create a quarterback controversy. No, 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 no. Okay, get that out of your head. A healthy Mac Jones is QB1 for the New England Patriots. There is no debate. The Patriots aren't debating it either. Okay, let me put it to you this way. If Mac Jones is so, okay, say Mac Jones is is, is borderline where he's pushing, he's he's gritting it through and he's still not quite functioning like Mac Jones should. And he's not able to really move around the way that he needs to going into this game against the Cleveland Browns, then Bailey Zappi might start. He, He might, because again, you want Mac Jones to be able to, to do the things that Mac Jones does well and the, and the things that he can do recently in terms of mobility, being able to, to protect himself and, and, and pick up a couple extra yards in the process, be able to throw the ball a little bit more downfield the way he's been doing it though. Again, hopefully better, not as many turnovers, but if Mac Jones is, they, if they look at him in practice this week and they're like, Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's enough of Mac Jones. Like he can he can play this week. Then he's playing, and that's it. There, there's no discussion. Okay, Bailey Zappi has done a great job with what the New England Patriots have asked him to do, which is basically don't screw it up. Okay, complete the passes in rhythm. Know your assignments. Execute the plays that we give you. Again, Mark Schofield, the SB Nation, talked about it last week. Being able to go from from a, a notepad, right? To, from to be able to go from a from a proverbial notepad to a whole notebook in terms of plays that you're able to run and call with Bailey Zappi. To be able to go from that to that in a week and have him execute, that, that's good stuff. But he's still not Mac Jones. I'm sorry, he's not. And you might be looking at it and saying, well, Mac Jones wasn't really doing anything before he got hurt. That Baltimore game, yeah, there were three interceptions in that game. Absolutely. Some of them might have been questionable decisions. But that was 300 plus yards and slinging it downfield on target dots to, to Devonte Parker, which I mean, they haven't unlocked him at any other point this year, quite, quite to that way. You trust Mac Jones to throw those kinds of balls. And maybe they might take it a little slower with him 
against against the Browns, especially if you're talking about the Browns pass rush, that's going to have Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney potentially coming at you the way the way that they do. You want to protect him, obviously. You want to protect Zappy too. But look, when it comes down to it, Mac Jones is a better player than Bailey Zappy is right now. There's no debate about it. If you're debating it, you you didn't watch him. Okay, you haven't watched him enough. I watched him all through summer and fall. And you could say, oh yeah, Bailey Zappy. Looked like he was operating the offense better than you know both Brian Hoyer and Mac Jones. I don't care what Bailey Zappi did against the threes. Like I'm not I'm not using that and comparing that to Mac Jones going against the first team New England Patriots defense and even some of the plays that they might be calling with Bailey Zappi versus what they're doing with Mac Jones. It's not the same thing. Like it's not entirely the same thing, and it's not the same quality of competition. I just don't feel like you could look at it that way. I mean, you could look at it and say, "Oh, Jarrett Stidham." There were, I mean, that happened two years in a row that Jared said, oh, he had days where he looked like the best quarterback on the field. So, so what? He's the number three. You know, he's the number three. You know, he's not it. Otherwise you would have played him. Jared Stidham might still be on the Patriots. Okay. Bailey Zappi's future with this team is most likely to be exactly what he was these last couple of games. A, a, solid backup who's not going to hurt you out there on the field, who's generally going to take care of the football, not give it up, not put it in harm's way, and let you run the ball and let you score that way and and, and just keep the chains moving. That's what you want Bailey Zappi to be this year, and that's probably what you want him to be down the line. Would it be amazing if, okay, you're not sure about Mac Jones, you don't know if he's the guy, and Bailey Zappi's coming up behind him and and is is better, and then Bailey Zappi could take over for Mac Jones? Sure, that that would be great if if that's the scenario that we're looking at, but we're not talking about that right now. And if you're talking about it, it's too soon. I'm sorry, it's not a thing. Mac Jones is the quarterback of the New England Patriots, not Bailey Zappi. I mean, when, when Mac Jones is healthy, He's the quarterback of the New England Patriots. That's it. Don't want don't want to get my blood pressure up too much more about this. Um, we'll see what the Patriots end up doing, where Mac Jones is this week. My guess is Mac Jones is going to make a really strong push to play against the Cleveland Browns. The fact that, I mean, he'll probably be limited, I would think, throughout the week, I would say. But if at any point you see Mac Jones full participant in practice, that's a wrap. Ain't no Bailey Zappi no more. That's it. Done. Mac Jones is going to be your quarterback. We'll see when that happens. I think there's a, if, if not this week, then I could see Mac Jones coming back for Monday night against Justin Fields and the Bears. Then again, you, you never know. They might be like, oh, it's the Bears. Uh, if, if Mac Jones is, again, if he's not quite healthy, you can be like, it's the Bears. Bailey's happy. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with that. And we'll probably still win, which probably, I mean, I, I can't wait slash am terrified to see what Ramondre Stevenson does to the Chicago Bears. By the way, that guy's awesome. He's awesome. I just, again, watching him run the football from from the press box was a treat. And I think that he is very clearly the best running back on the Patriots. Bill Belichick couldn't say enough good things about it. And see, that's the thing. You can tell sometimes with Bill Belichick. He's not always going to give you the most effusive praise or just be like, oh my goodness, like he's the greatest player I've ever seen or whatever. But Bill Belichick, if, if, if he doesn't really want to talk about a player, he'll be like, oh yeah, you know, it's like all the players on our team. You know, they're all doing well. They've all got a long way to go. And, and he'll talk in generalities. He's talking about Ramondre Stevenson. They have the most confidence they could possibly have in Ramondre Stevenson. He's, he's saying things like that. And it's like, 
So glad to have him on the team. Love him. Love him. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know. Bill Belichick is in love with Ramondre Stevenson, and everybody else should be too, because what he did against the Lions, yeah, I get it. Lions defense, not good. But there was still some special stuff, like just, just things that he was doing. It's not like there were always wide open holes being created that he's just running through and not getting touched. He's making people miss in, in this amount of space. Like, I mean, that was, that was great stuff. And, and I would like to see him more involved in the passing game. Again, maybe we'll see that more with Mac Jones in there. Who knows? Now, I do want to get to another offensive player here, one that I wrote about for WEEI.com on Tuesday morning, and that would be Kendrick Bourne. Now, the optimist would look at it and say, hey, Kendrick Bourne, 34 snaps. That's his highest total of the season. The first time all year he had not been out-snapped by little Jordan Humphrey, I believe. Uh, I, I went through the snaps the other day. I'm pretty sure that's correct. And hey, look at that. Kendrick Bourne getting more playing time with Bailey Zappi. At the same time, two offensive touches. One rush that went for minus one yard and one pass reception for one yard. It was a quick throw out into the flat on the third down. We're basically just, okay, see what Kendrick Bourne can do. Great. But that was it. That was his only target of the game. So two touches for zero yards for Kendrick Bourne. And again, most of the game plan, I mean, it was mostly, you know, J Jacoby Myers doing most of the work out there in terms of pass receptions, over 100 yards for him. And, and I think, as I saw it, nobody else had more than two catches for seven yards or something like that. But as far as wide receivers, I believe Ramondre Stevenson had two catches for 14 yards. So through the, through the air, it was mostly going to be about Jacoby Myers. And I mean, he's the best receiver on the team, so that's not entirely surprising. But I bring up the Bourne stuff because then you have another video of him and Belichick having, you know, an animated discussion on the sidelines after Bourne committed a penalty that pushed the Patriots back. And you're saying to yourself, oh man, this reminds me of what it was like at joint practices where Belichick's reaming Bourne about an equipment violation that he had. And then a couple of plays later, Bourne gets taken off the field because he was, he was fighting. With, with the Panthers, he got kicked out of practice. And that kind of felt like it precipitated this downfall for Bourne, like more precipitously, because it seemed like Bourne was, was kind of getting relegated to, to the back half of the receiver room, even at that point. He hadn't really had too many explosive practices or, or big-time plays in practice or anything like that. And, and he missed a little bit of time in OTAs. And then we find out later on that he was in Matt Patricia's doghouse for being late to an offensive meeting before the Panthers game in the preseason. But I don't know. It, it hasn't gotten better in terms of his involvement. I mean, I think the, the most targets he's had in a game this year was like three. So you're not getting the most out of Kendrick Bourne. And honestly, I don't think the Patriots are bugging about it because it seems like they, I mean, they they've had three receivers now. Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, and Devontae Parker all have 100-plus yard games this year. So it's not like they're not getting production out of their wide receivers. And then you look at the fact that Tyquan Thornton is back, and he immediately – again, I, I look at this, and they must really like him because you think about it. Thornton returns to practice last Wednesday with the red non-contact jersey, and we didn't get to see him do a ton, but but he was out – he was running routes. He was doing some things. And then the – Red non-contact jersey comes off immediately and he gets activated to the 53-man roster over the weekend on Saturday before, before the deadline to do so. And you're thinking to yourself, like, 
wow, he, I mean, he's going to play, right? He's got to play. Because otherwise, you, you would think that he just, they, they would have just kept him off the 53 and just let him practice and work his way back. No, they activated him right away. And then he comes out and has 25 snaps immediately. Okay, again, Kendrick Bourne, 34 snaps. He's been here all year. Not hurt, none of that. Been healthy, 34 snaps, season high. And Tyquan Thornton immediately gets 25. Coming off a clavicle injury after basically practicing, you know, in in, in full or, or like practicing without the, the red non-contact jersey just for two days. And he's immediately in, in, in the mix. I thought Tyquan Thornton was angling to be wide receiver four during training camp before he got hurt. I think there's a there's a strong chance he would have been that if he had stayed healthy. And I think that might that, that might well be the case. Before long, yeah, Kendrick Bourne's playing more now, but we'll see how that goes. And again, Thornton gets his first two catches, and I asked him about it after the game, and he was saying, like, yeah, being able to get those catches, get tackled, be able to get up. He just said, like, yeah, no, I realize, like, I'm cool. Like, it's fine. I'm healthy. Everything's good. And he said it motivated him. It made him feel, like, stronger. And I'm just like, oh, boy, if, if we're talking about Tyquan Thornton starting to feel himself and gain more confidence – I'm really starting to think Kendrick Bourne might not be long for New England. And yeah, Lil Jordan Humphrey saw his snaps decrease, but Lil Jordan Humphrey has a role on this team. He does. I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see if he starts, you know, maybe being inactive at some point, but I don't know that they cut him. I don't know that they waive him because of what he allows this team to do, especially with Jonu Smith not healthy. It's going to be interesting because he's able to kind of be sort of a, another tight end. He's a big body. He's what, 6'4", you know, almost 230 pounds. And he moves out there a little bit better than say a Hunter Henry would in blocking situations. So having him be there to do that and be a special teams player, a guy that that is, is going to bring more special teams acumen and you can use him in that capacity. You're not using your top three receivers in that capacity. And you're not going to do it that much with Kendrick Bourne, I don't think. So having little Jordan Humphrey here allows you to do that. And then Tyquan Thornton will do it as well because he's a rookie. It's kind of how you see your way out on the field. But I'm saying that because I don't see little Jordan Humphrey exiting this picture because of what he's been able to do and the way he's been able to ingratiate himself with this team. So that's five wide receivers. You Maybe you could keep six, but I guess I'm just not, they're not using Kendrick Bourne even when he's on the field. I mean, he's, he's, he's out there and he's doing it, but they're not really scheming up touches for him aside from, yeah, they gave him the one end around. They gave him the one rush that didn't go anywhere later in the game. And I'm just thinking, look, if a wide receiver needy team calls you up about Kendrick Board, which by the way, I mean, still his, his contract from last year was a bargain. When, when you look at what he did in breaking out for 800 yards and all those big plays last season. So he ended up being one of the best value contracts in, in the NFL, even though people probably looked at it like, why are they paying this, you know, Jacoby Myers, uh, you know, B-side role that much money? Well, now he's sitting on your bench. And I think it's completely reasonable to think that if a team calls you up about Kendrick Bourne, you might answer that call and say, okay, look, give us a fifth and give us, give us a fifth and we might call it good. And I think the thing, too, is that we heard in the beginning of the season that the Patriots weren't taking calls about their wide receivers, especially once Thornton got hurt. There was all this talk about, oh, Nelson Aguilar might be on the way out. 
but his contract is a little too onerous to move. Kendrick Bourne's is not. It's absolutely not that crazy to move. You, we just thought it was crazy because of what he did last year and thinking that he was going to take a step up and have a big role in this offense. But that's not happening. And I think there, there are teams out there, whether it be like the Chicago Bears, who need wide receivers real bad. You could look at that and say, okay, call up Kendrick Bourne. Like, you want, you want to give us a fifth? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. And then as we get closer to the November 1st trade deadline, because it's coming up, maybe you make that move. It, 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 there's no reason for them to do it right now. Because you got to see how Tyquan Thornton continues to acclimate himself to being back on the 53-man roster, to, to playing, being you know a potential wide receiver for, get him some touches, see what he does. I mean, he's getting open. He's getting open out there. That speed is obvious. I'm going to be real intrigued to see how they're able to get him the football in, in tighter spaces, or rather in more open spaces, I should say. Tight spaces will work too, but especially in open space, see that speed get going. Because look, there's no reason to think that you can't do some of the things you do with Kendrick Bourne with Tyquan Thornton in terms of getting him touches. And Tyquan Thornton's got major game-breaking speed. That's something Kendrick Bourne does not and will never have. So maybe you, you monitor it over these next couple of weeks. Maybe after that Bears game on Monday night, and then you go into, in, into Halloween, right? You're going you're gonna to play, I think, right before Halloween. And maybe if you don't think you need Kendrick Bourne after that, maybe he gets traded. I think we need to firmly watch that now. Because, yeah, you could say, oh, Nelson Aguilar, maybe you should trade him because he's dropping the ball and coughing up interceptions. But, again, the contract. The contract is the issue. And I also think, again, he's had a 100-yard game. He showed explosive play potential this year. And, again, I just it's looking like Kendrick Bourne is the odd man out. If, if we're going to look at an odd man out here, I think it's going to be Kendrick Bourne. And now the question is, it does Tyquan Thornton do well enough in the next couple of weeks to make the Patriots think the same thing. I'm going to be really interested to see that. That's all I got for this episode. First at Foxborough, again, make sure you are checking this out on the free Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, auto download, hit your save button, whatever it has to do. Make sure these episodes are coming through and you're checking them out every single day when I drop them. I'm Kyrie Thompson. Peace out.